0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, yes, welcome into another edition of the Tim McCurney Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeloneExpert.com studios. I'm your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, and it's time for questions from the audience. You submit your questions at tmckernan at insidestl.com, T M C K E R N A N at insidestl.com, and we answer them and we enjoy answering them. And as I say, ask a question you think I would never answer. I'm trying to push the audience to ask questions that they're like, I want to ask him this, but I don't know. Ask away. Now, all I can do is go, I appreciate the question, thank you for listening, probably not going to be able to, to touch that one, but thank you for asking, or you never know, it might wind up leading to an answer, which then leads to like 30 other questions, because each question from the audience episode almost seems like some kind of descendant from a previous one. So, Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com, we're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Those studios are in Jupiter, Florida for the next two months and change. Um, and, uh, we'll be down here with TMA doing the spring training show from the famous picnic table. And, uh, I will be conducting interviews with members of the Cardinal organization, perhaps some other figures here in the South Florida area, uh, for the Tim McKernan show guests. And this week, if you missed it, former Cardinal Brian Jordan, our guest, a lot of good stuff in that conversation. Um, certainly some former, Uh, cardinal memories but also his take on Bryce Harper is a broadcaster now with the Braves on their pre and post game show whether or not he would give him 10 years uh, what he thinks going on with free agency in baseball and then also uh, his perspective on the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Kyler Murray and his decision to play in the NFL and attempt to become a two-sport professional athlete and Brian being one of the few to ever have done that Uh, laying out a scenario that he thinks will optimize Murray's chances to be the best he can at both NFL and Major League Baseball. And I thought that was uh, eye-opening. And Plus, he's just a really good guy and tells good stories. And I think he's a damn good broadcaster, too. So Brian Jordan, the guest this week, sat down with David Eckstein. That's coming up as well. Plus, I know there's a lot of interest right now on Better Together and the uh, announcement they made this week regarding the merger of St. Louis City and County. Uh, Bob Nation, the mayor of Chesterfield, outspoken critic of the idea of the unification. Uh, he is coming up as a guest as well as a St. Louis area golfer, Jay Williamson, who is decided to reenter into professional golf, competing on the Champions Tour and telling his story and some of the near misses of his career. All of those are coming up and I imagine I'll have plenty of baseball interviews and maybe some golf interviews as well. Um, While I am down here. But questions from the audience and me doing TMA, none of that stuff changes. So continue to send in your questions to teamerkernan at insidestl.com. And uh, a reminder on this, uh, because I'm getting people who it sounds like are coming down, which is super cool. March 6th through March 10th, we have a partnership with PGA National. And what we are doing is putting together a spring training golf getaway. To PGA National. Now you may have heard me talk about PGA National before. Maybe you haven't. Um as it turns out. A number of you listen to the Tim McKernan Show podcast, but don't listen to TMA. And uh what we've been doing for a number of years is coming down and staying at, at PGA National in the hotel. Now, since we're down here for a couple of months, um we're not in the hotel, but the hotel is incredibly nice. And it has five golf courses, including the champion course at PGA national, which hosts the Honda classic and the Honda classic will wrap up about three days before our spring training golf getaway gets underway. Justin Thomas won the Honda last year, Ricky Fowler the year before, uh, some of the biggest names in golf participate in it. Tiger played in it last year and made a run. That was really the first tournament where he, uh, was a factor on a Sunday. And, um, And, you know, with all these guys living in this area, not all of them, but almost all of them live in Jupiter, um, they play it because it's super close to home. So uh, that wraps up on Sunday, and then three days later, we have a partnership with PGA National. And you can go to PGAResort.com and enter the promo code SPRING, and you can get the rate, or you can just go to the TMA fan page, uh, and it's at the top of the page, or you can just email me at teamincurrentinsidesdl.com whatever point is, is this, here's the deal. Um, split a room with another person and the rooms are large size. Uh, and the rooms are $600, but you're splitting it. So it's $300 a piece per night. And you might be going, dude, $300 a night. I mean, you know, that isn't happening. And I go, okay, I get it. But here's what you're getting. You're getting your room at an incredible resort. And with that price comes your golf at PGA national each day and your breakfast, and I've had the breakfast over at the restaurant a number of times before hosting TMA, and it's outstanding. So all of that. So if you go and want to get a room at PGA National and you go on the website right now without the promo code, it's going to be around $400 just for the room. Um, and then going to play golf, it, it, it's in the 200 range per round. So you are getting your room, your golf, and your breakfast taken care of, the exact dollar figure. Because I know with taxes and fees, and and those can be higher in Florida, with tourism taxes, I wanted to get the exact number, and the exact number is $317 per night. So you and a friend come down here, and you're hanging out, and it can start as early as March 6th, and it can go as late as March 10th if you want to get down on the 7th or 8th, whatever blows your hair back. And the Cardinals play the Astros at Roger Dean Stadium on Saturday. And if we get enough people down here, and I'm thinking we might just do this, even with, relatively speaking, short notice, um, PGA National is going to partner with us to host a tournament on that Friday. I want to make this clear that the champion course is not included in the 317 per night, but you can pay a surcharge if you want to play the champion course. Um, and it's not like it's like $500 or anything like that. I think it's like another 100 but don't quote me on that. Either way, it's not included, but three of the five courses are included on that, and um, and so you're playing golf in Florida and going to Cardinal baseball games and hanging out and enjoying the restaurants and just how great this area is. It's incredible, and especially since uh, coming down here, starting when the Cardinals moved their camp here in 1998 and seeing what it's turned into, it's just all of the life of South Florida. It keeps, like, moving up the coast, and so, you know, of course, you have Miami at the very uh, southeastern tip of Florida, and then Lauderdale, and then now Delray's huge, and then it moves up into West Palm and the Palm Beach area, and now you've got Palm Beach Gardens, and Jupiter just keeps moving up. And uh, if you haven't been down here, can't recommend it enough. So there is that, pgaresort.com. Enter the promo code SPRING, or email me at tmccernaninsidesdl.com, or just follow the link on the TMA fan page on Facebook. So there it is. That sets the stage. It's all brought to you by thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, he is the studio sponsor, and he is the person I recommend to you. If you are looking to buy a home or you want to refinance, make sure you're going online at thehomeloanexpert.com. I recommend him because I know him very well, but I know a lot of other people have done business with him and go, Man, I'm so glad I did He's His staff is incredible, and on top of it, it was such a, an easy process, and it's something that usually people dread. It's like, oh, I've got to assemble all this. It's going to take this amount of time. I don't have that kind of time. Ryan Kelly and his staff, they make it easy. You want to get a home right now? TheHomeLoanExpert.com. You want to refinance right now? TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Ryan Kelly, TheHomeLoanExpert.com, our studio sponsors here on the Tim McCurney Show. So just got done with the Cardinal Fantasy Camp and um a, a number of the questions this week are uh focused on the cardinal fantasy camp uh here is the, here is the the one main thing i want to say about the cardinal fantasy camp um if you can do it do it that's 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 the one thing i want you to take away on if you can do it do it i realize uh getting away for five or six days in January might not be easy for everybody I realize that it is not inexpensive I believe the price point for first-time campers is 6500 if you are a returning camper I think it's 6000 or 6250 so I know that there is um, obviously expense both with time and, and money so that's understood it's been established um, and that's why I say it might not be for everybody but if it's something where you go, you know what, this is a lifetime dream to be able to be in Jupiter, Florida, playing in the Cardinals spring training camp um, and playing with former members of the organization. I mean, out there is, you know, Ozzie Smith, David Eckstein, Bruce Souter, Whitey Herzog, uh, Ray Lankford. Uh, Edmonds has participated in the past, wasn't able to do it this year. Uh, there were 40 former Cardinals out there, and you're playing with them. Um it's just, it, I heard it was good. It's better than what I thought it was going to be. Furthermore, the thing I would also say is um, the manner with which the former players treat the campers, I think is probably the biggest surprise, and I don't say that because I'm like, oh man, these guys are usually really mean-spirited. It's like, it's its almost like, the I don't know, I mean, I'm sure that the Cardinals instruct them, but... There's I think they're so happy to be down here and they're so be happy to be playing again that just in general, they're happier. And on top of it, I'm used to seeing these guys when I'm like standing in front of their locker after they lost a game and they've seen me like for the last hundred nights and they're not really interested in seeing me again and asking and answering my stupid questions. And and so that's how I picture, for example, Ray Lankford uh, back in the day and then to like be my be, Ray Langford was my locker neighbor. Um, and then when we were playing his team, and he's the third base coach, you know, he was playing, but he was the third base coach for one of the half innings. And then we're just out there bsing. It just, and, and and this is coming from somebody who was lucky enough to be down at the ballpark for like in in the clubhouse and in the dugout before games, and you know, and I still loved it. It still, it still put me in a spot where I, when I woke up the first morning that after camp had concluded, and I wasn't going to go to the ballpark to play. I was sad, and uh, the only analogy that I can drive home, because I know a number of you listening and got to experience this, when I drive past Ledoux Road on 270, that exit, which is what I, where I would get off to go to Belle Reve during the week of the PGA Championship, even now, what, we're six, seven months removed from it, uh, it kind of is bittersweet. I think about the PGA Championship, I'm kind of like, man, that was an incredible week. Uh, it's kind of how I now feel about fantasy camp. It's like when I go up to Roger Dean stadium and I'm doing the show from there. Um, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I was just walking around this area and onto the field like it was nothing then. And it was one of the funnest five day stretches of my life. Uh, it'll be bittersweet, but we'll always have the memories. And the thing that I think was probably the coolest, there are a few pictures. Um, my son, my one-year-old son, my wife, uh, my wife's parents came up to watch some games and, um, Ryan Franklin, who was my teammate, uh, took my son into the dugout. Um, there's pictures of me pointing to the game and my son looking and I'm wearing the Cardinal uniform and it the, and, and then there's a picture of me and my wife and, and our son, Jameson with Ozzy Smith. And it's just like, these are memories that, uh, fortunately were captured, uh, via picture that we'll have the rest of our lives. And hopefully it's something that our son will be able to look back on. And as a Cardinal fan in a number of years and be like, oh, my God, I have this picture with, you know, the great Ozzie Smith. And uh, I was down there for that. And walking around amongst all these ballplayers, it was incredible. And it's not like, oh, it's like, oh Tim, you're media guy, so they'll let you do this. No, fans could come and watch the games and be around it. So it's not like it's limited to um, media people at all. So I loved it. I think the funnest part of the whole thing is the ball busting that goes on. Um, And I I kind of went into it expecting that as somebody who some of the players uh, were familiar with from being around and then also were happy to finally be able to turn the tables on me that I was going to have a bullseye on my back. Uh, That was certainly the case. Um, but it was done in a way that guys give each other trouble in a clubhouse, which is which made it like the major league experience. And that was, I think, the funnest part. Of it. Certainly playing baseball is fun, but uh, just the ball busting, I think that was the, the funnest part of it. So, uh, for example, um, I was in center field. Alan Bennis is our manager. Uh, Ryan Franklin and Scott Cooper are teammates and then all the other campers make up the roster, and then we're going up against uh, Jason Isringhausen and Bernard Gilkey's team, Dave LaPointe, their manager, and I'm in center field, and, um, you know, balls hit to center field. I'm I'm a second baseman by trade, and when I say by trade, I mean 25 years ago when I last played catch and swung a bat, but I'm in center field. You play wherever and, you, you know, whatever. You're just having fun, and a ball's hit out there, and uh, runners at third. It's one of the final innings of the camp, and I have managed to stay healthy, uh, and I wasn't interested in really risking that. So that's the kind of effort you're really looking for in a teammate. Uh, And so there's a runner at third. I catch the ball in center, which in this camp is actually an accomplishment. And I see the runner at third, and I'm kind of like, nah, Isringhausen's over at first. I'm going to hit the cutoff man and not even attempt to get the guy at home. First off, 3% chance that I get him. Secondly... 80% 80% chance I hurt my arm. Therefore, the calculation was made to just hit the, hit the cutoff man, and Isringhausen remained at first. So I come in from the dugout, and Alan Bennis, who has a great dry sense of humor, uh, goes, you know what? I've been holding it for the last four hours from going to the bathroom, and I go to the bathroom, and I miss you making a play in center field. And I said, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm just going to let you know that there's a lot of buzz in this dugout now that uh, it reminded people of uh, old number 15 in center field. And he said, I I don't believe that for one second, that it reminded anybody of uh, Jim Edmonds. And I said, I'm just telling you, just stirring the pot for the purpose of the uh, bullshit sessions that would go on in the dugout throughout the course of, of the games of just giving each other trouble. Sure enough, I returned to center field the next inning. Bernard Gilkey's up. And any time there would be a former major leaguer at the plate, we all, if we were in the outfield, would back up, uh, and justifiably so, for the record. But in this case, Bernard Gilkey had a little uh, flare over second base. Uh, I think if I were a better judge off the bat and a better athlete, um, I would have made the play. But considering I didn't catch uh, as to whether or not it was good either going to come at me or over my head or going to drop in front of me. I probably delayed too much. And then I saw it was going to be a whole thing to get to the ball. So I decided, ah, we'll take it easy. It drops in front of me. That then leads to some hazing from my teammates' dugout, which is Alan Bennis going, where were you on that one, Jimmy Ball game? Uh, And then uh, one of the lovely elements of the whole camp is, the other dugout then begins to yell at me, and I believe it was Isringhausen, saying, quit playing on the fence, McKernan, i.e. you're up against the wall and not allowing anything to get over your head. And so that was that was wonderful. And so, therefore, for the next hitter, I move up. For the, number, the next hitter isn't a former major leaguer, and I had just been yelled at by both my manager and the other dugout about how deep I was playing, so I move up. Of course, what happens, the next ball is a absolute screamer to center field. Uh I'm dealing with what they call as a height disadvantage as it is. I the ball looks like it's something I could have caught. I I I would love to see video of how close I was to catching it because in my mind it was a catchable ball. I'm running, I'm running. It gets over my head that of course leads to more hazing from both dugouts. The ball goes nearly to the wall and um you know, a gentleman who I would imagine had to be right around my age, you know, has a stand-up triple and, a, and an RBI because I'm, uh, you know, unable to catch the ball. But that leads to one of the questions from the questions from the audience that I would imagine a lot of people are like, yeah, I'd like to play. This sounds super cool. And then, but people were wondering, and that is where this question comes from. And it comes from Ted. It says, really glad to read that your fantasy camp experience was enjoyable pictures with you and your son really cool please take this question in the spirit that it's intended because I have considered attending a camp like this here's my question I played division one baseball with and against dozens of guys that played in the major leagues I feel as if I would stick out like a sore thumb at the camp based on some videos I've seen from you and other friends who have attended we all have our aches and pains and are vulnerable to tears and strains but based on attending UNLV baseball alumni weekends the last five years I feel like I can still play at least at a varsity high school level. Were there any campers that stuck out that you thought, what is this guy doing here? Because they were really good compared to the rest of the group. I'm very fortunate that most of my desire for competitive athletics were satisfied by the time I graduated college and not sure what I would gain from the experience other than hanging with some really great dudes and wearing the birds and the bat, which was every St. Louis kid's dream. Curious to know from your perspective. Thanks. Enjoy your time in Florida. Hashtag bless. That's from Ted. It's a great question. Um, I knew going in that uh, that was not going to be a factor, and that's in part because the Cardinals had batting practice for campers down at Bush Stadium, and I guess I looked at video too, and so I knew that I was going to be on the younger end of the spectrum with regard to uh, the age. So I was born in 76, and I don't think that there were more than 20 people who are younger than me out of the 150. Uh, I would guess that the median age and all then the Cardinals might be listening to this going, dude, there were 50 and I might be wrong, but that was, that was my read. Um, I would guess the median age is in the upper forties. And so just with that, even some people who are really good ball players. I mean, you, you just, you know, it's like I asked Eckstein and you'll hear that in the podcast interview. I said, what were you doing managing? You're only 44. You're still in great shape. And he said, I'm just such a competitor that, number one, I would have trained for three months for this. And number two, I would I would run hard, and I know I would get injured. And so I told him, I'll do it, but only if I can manage. And that's just one of those things. The competitive instinct kick in, and you you start running like you, you did back when you were 18, and the body just doesn't allow it. And for those of you who are in your teens or 20s and listening to this, uh, it's a weird deal. I, I I'm lucky that I haven't experienced it yet, but I know that I'm on the precipice of it, and that is something that's just like a normal everyday activity all of a sudden leads to an injury. And it's the weirdest damn thing, but it happens. Uh, and it happens right around this age that I'm in, it, and I guess it can happen earlier. Uh, and in our games, we wound up being in the mix to win our division. It was our team, managed by Alan Bennis, against Ozzy Smith's team in the final uh game they had already beaten us and they were on the adjacent field and if they lost and we won we won our division and would have played in the championship at roger dean stadium and our game was a one-run game and um and if there was one thing that i brought to the table per ryan franklin i actually had some speed which was kind of a surprise uh and i would get on base not because i was raking but because i would hit the ball to the left side of the infield not because that was by design but because i couldn't get the ball in the air and uh, and if you hit a ground ball in the infield in these things, uh, the chances of it being fielded cleanly are probably 40%. Then the chance of the throw getting to the first baseman, that's also around 50%. Then the chance of the first baseman fielding it cleanly, that's also in the, I guess, 60%-ish range. So... It, that's even for somebody who's you know not able to to really get down the line. If you can get down the line, I'm, I'm telling you, I had one hit that was to the outfield. The rest of them, and I was on base a lot, mainly from walks, but also just little infield hits. Um, so I was running hard, and then by the end of the camp, I was like, "Ooh, my left quadricep! It, it isn't like you know a major injury. I just could feel it," and uh, and that's what I was dealing with. But I woke up the next day. And I felt perfectly fine. So uh, from that standpoint, injury is something to factor in. But as far as people getting worked up regarding the caliber of play, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And I'm telling you, and that's from a team that was actually in the mix. Most teams by the end of it aren't in the mix. So it's just not something that you have to uh, to worry about. And I say that with great sincerity. If it were something like, I'm like, oh, my God, everybody out here is really good, or even 50% of the people are really good. And I would imagine a lot of a lot of them were really good, but people just kind of like they're out here enjoying themselves. And the best part about it was just being able to play the game. You're in Florida in January and you're playing baseball. You're wearing the Cardinal uniform uh, and you're around people you watch play the game and you get a chance to see them play. And if there's something that is um, the biggest takeaway from it all, it's just how talented these people are. Seeing Ray Lankford hit the hell out of the baseball, Ryan Ludwig hit the hell out of the baseball, from what I understand, Jason Mott hit the hell out of the baseball, that doesn't surprise me. They're all still, um, you know, in good shape. And in the case of Ludwig and and Mott, not far removed from playing, uh, and Mott was a catcher before he became a reliever. Uh, But the thing that I thought was the most interesting is, like I said, Ryan Franklin was on my team. We played against Dave Veers. Who else? Uh, Isringhausen probably doesn't surprise many people, but let me just lay it out this way: if it's the ninth inning of a major league baseball game, and for whatever reason, uh, Dave Veers, Ryan Franklin, or Jason Isringhausen—all Cardinal closers of the last twenty years—would have had to come up and hit, it would have led to like something where they would it would probably have looked so bad that they would have been laughing in the dugout uh, and their teammates laughing at them as they're in the batter's box. Um, And yet in this thing, where you do have people trying, um, Franklin came up to me before one of his at-bats, and he goes, I see the right fielder. looks like he's probably not going to be able to get to a certain ball. I'm going to hit it to right center. And he just places it out there. Um, Dave Veers would turn on balls, and he hit a ground rule double. Um, And it's not like balls were flying over the wall. I saw one home run the entire time, and it was Scott Cooper. I understand Lankford hit another one, but the point is it's not like there were home runs. Uh, So Dave Veers was raking, and then Isringhausen is a big, strong guy, and he was hitting the hell out of the baseball. But yet if they were to hit in a major league game, they wouldn't be able to make contact 95% of the time. And that just shows the, 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 the talent level that you're talking about when you're talking about major league baseball players. But that's those guys. There aren't any of those guys. If anything, they're giving me crap because, you know, they they know, first off, I'm on the radio pontificating about the game, and now they get a chance to watch how poor my skills actually are. Um, and then we have a rapport. And when you have a rapport with somebody, it's you're comfortable giving them crap back and forth. So that, to me, was the funnest part. Um, but there were some eye-opening things as well. Bottom line is this. Do it if you can do it. For real. You'll be thrilled you do. So many of the people who participate come in year after year after year. It's like they say it's like an addiction once they do it one time. I can't wait for next year's. And the other thing is there may be a number of organizations who do these things. I cannot imagine anybody doing it better than the Cardinals. And I'd like to think that for those of you who listen to me on the radio and on the podcast, you know that I don't just – play to the crowd and give Cardinal love just blindly. Cause I know it's going to get likes and retweets. I feel like there's way too much of that going on. It's uncomfortable actually. Um, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It creates a bubble. Um, so I, I call balls and strikes, so to speak, if I, you know, and I, and I could be wrong calling a ball or a strike, but I can tell you that I'm telling you what I think and not what I think you want to hear. And so if you give me that benefit of the doubt on the credibility, I am telling you this. I can't imagine an organization doing it better than the Cardinals do it because of the players participating, the caliber of the players participating, but the organization of it, Scott Cooper and Ricky Horton and that entire staff, uh, they have to go with the flow. We had two days of like nothing but rain and it still was an incredible time. Um, they just do Scott Terry. If I did, if anything, if I said Scott Cooper, although Scott Cooper was great too, uh, Scott Terry and Ricky Horton, and then Joe Pfeiffer and his staff. I mean, the work that goes into this thing, I can't even imagine, and their ability to, uh, you know, roll with the weather and still make it just a phenomenal five days. I can't say enough about it. I really can't. Uh, it, I guess it's in, in some sense because uh, it it exceeded my expectations. But also because I've had to put events together that are, you know, one percent of the the uh, number of moving parts that they have with this, and to see how well they do it, and how many people rave about, it and how people are just happy. You can't put a dollar value on that, and I realize, you know, it's not like six thousand five hundred is is nothing. It's a lot of money, and I realize not everybody can do it, not everybody can get away from work. But if it's something that you go, you know what? In two years, I want to do it. So over the next two years, I'm going to set aside two fifty a month. And I'm going to do it. That would be that would I really, really would recommend it to you. And as far as Ted, your question about it, my God, it sounds like you played college baseball for God's sakes. And if you can still play at a varsity high school level, you might wind up being camp MVP. Trust me on this. Now there are a couple of guys who who stand out, but for the most part, everybody's kind of in one pool of you know just trying not to get hurt and thrilled when they make contact and and make a put out. So that's the bar. The weather, uh, the area. Wearing the Cardinal jersey, being around former Cardinal players, hearing people give each other trouble and having fun—that's what this whole thing is about. It's not about turning the six-four-three double play like Colton Wong. You know, it's it, that's just not what's going on. And the Cardinals do it better than than I would imagine anybody else. And at the very least, nobody can do it better than the Cardinals. So there's my official uh, recap of uh, Cardinal Fantasy Camp 2019. Hopefully, a number of you decide to do it next year because for real five of the funnest days i've had and uh and i wasn't expecting that going into it hey uh mark Hanna of evergreen wealth strategies is a wonderful sponsor of this podcast without him we don't have a podcast and so i always make sure to point out support the sponsors if you love the podcast support the sponsors maybe you want to end up doing more where people can support the show um in means beyond supporting the sponsors because i know some of you are listening and you don't live in the st louis area but if you do Mark Hanna is your person. I've been talking about one of our sponsors and the work he can do to help you with your finances. And this is the time of year that those lovely tax forms are starting to come in. Mark Hanna reminded me that last year the government passed a tax law that lowered taxes for most people to some of the lowest we've ever seen. But the W-2s and 1099s are coming in. So think about how much of what we make goes to paying taxes. Taxes are already one of the biggest expenses that most people ever pay. Do you ever think about what might happen if taxes go up? This is a great time to look ahead to the future and come up with a strategy. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies helps everyday people every day get their finances organized. Call him at 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Hey, why don't we turn to the fan page? and see what questions we have on the fan page, because I know there were a bunch of them. Uh, Can women participate in Cardinal Fantasy Camp? Yes, there were a number of women who were participating, playing, bench coaches, whatever the case might be. Uh, So absolutely. Uh, Specifically, I can remember a team we were playing against was managed by Tom Lawless, Andy Van Slyke, and Bo Hart were the players, and um, there was a female who was playing, and very good. Um, So absolutely, that's part of the deal. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, With the pending apocalypse in St. Louis that is known as the Super Bowl, I got to thinking about the strategy of the stadium task force and more so than that, the composition of the task force team. Dave Peacock was there because of his connections and experience in getting things done at A.B., I think that is the guy that everyone thought at the beginning was the big player and the most important member of the task force. But Bob Blitz, attorney litigator of contracts businesses, is the bigger picture guy. I have not the highest regard for Governor Nixon. However, I think this could potentially be the biggest and most important part of his decision to keep the team Blitz has the inside knowledge that the average attorney who took up the case would not have had against the NFL. This had to have been the play of Nixon in making sure that the pending lawsuit upon the Rams moving was going to have the best chance. What are your thoughts on this idea slash concept? Do you think that I do that it was a great read, perhaps 10 chess moves ahead against Kroenke and the NFL? Uh, I'm not reading it like that to mock it. I just I read what people send in because I don't want to uh, try to deduce and I want to read the the words that were sent in. Obviously, there were some autocorrect issues there. Uh, but anyway, to, to sum up, uh, Steve's question here is, did they know that they were moving anyway? And so they put together the task force uh, based on litigation after they moved. I have never thought of that. So tip of the cap again for, uh, I I love the questions from the audience because it allows me to talk uh, and just kind of think as we go. And uh, another reason I love the questions from the audience, we get really good questions. This is a really good question. Now, some of you might have already thought this and thought this when it all happened. I did not. I do know this. I've said this before. I talked with Kevin Demoff throughout this process. And one of the things he kept saying was, I just don't know what, what their angle is. Because, you know, they know that the ship has already sailed with regard to our interest, as in the Rams' interest, in staying in St. Louis. So his thought was either the play was for the Raiders or the Chargers. Well, maybe Steve is right on the money, and the play all along was, we know they're leaving, and we won't be able to sue if we don't make a play. So we'll make a play... If it somehow winds up with us getting a team, great, or keeping a team, great. But it sets us up to litigate the hell out of it and sue them and know that Kronke won't want to be deposed, so know that we're just going to wind up with millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, from my standpoint, it makes all the sense in the world. I, I have no reason to shoot that down. So um, that's not to say that, it, that it's right. I just think that that is a hell of a theory, so I tip my cap on it because there's, there, may, there may be something to that because I, I can give you my background. I realize it's not like some thorough 30-minute answer on it, but that I do recall Kevin Demoff saying, uh, again, and these were in our phone conversations, um, this, the, that um, he knew that Peacock knew that the Rams had zero interest in staying in St. Louis at that point. That didn't mean that they knew – off that they were going to be able to move. Now, whether or not that's true is certainly up for debate, but uh, that's how he would frame it to me. So he was wondering why they were doing all of this. And, Steve, your answer might be right on target. It might actually answer that question. Um, let's see. What is our next question? Uh, Tim, as the Waste Management Phoenix Open kicks off this week, have you guys ever thought about a remote at the tournament? Another reason to get away from the bullshit weather in St. Louis – I moved here. I guess he's talking about Scottsdale, Phoenix, uh, a little over a year ago, and it is perfect weather in January. Not to mention, it's an absolute pony at this tournament. Uh, that is from Tom, and that's on the TMA fan page. Uh, do, the, the 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 straightforward answer is it's always about cost, and um, you know I don't. Uh, say so say a number of times, but I feel like it still doesn't necessarily, I was I just read an email this morning on TMA where I was called Iggy's boss, and I'm just like, my god, it's been like two years since I've had anything to do with running the radio station, and it's just like it just doesn't matter, so I just keep saying it and people listen, they listen, if they compre- comprehend it, they comprehend it, I can't do anything about it, but anyway, uh, since I don't run the station, it wouldn't be my call but if I did run the station, I would look at okay, can we get enough sponsorship dollars to make the expense worth the time and generate a profit, It's all that's always what any analytic is for any business it's not about going out there and and having fun ideally it's a byproduct. but um you know i don't arizona is one of those states that you never know what time zone it's in it's at the very least one hour behind st louis right now it might be two hours behind which means we're getting up at like three to go do a show Uh, i'm not sure how much they accommodate people with doing shows out there uh, with regard to credentials at the event if it were possible i would love it if we could make money i would love it but i don't know what the situation is there on that so i can't speak to it but it's something i'd be interested in and just in general regarding the weather you know i'm in jupiter florida um and uh, i know as i'm speaking it's like mine like literally minus five degrees in st louis um so I am, I'm, in, I'm in general an advocate of vacation because I feel like, and I say that only because it's kind of, kind of an obvious statement, but I feel like so many workplaces and then like these jack-offs you can wind up working with who like give you passive-aggressive shit when you take vacation. I like to go on the record and be pro-vacation and anti-jack-off who gives you shit for taking vacation. Uh, that um, if you can get away from that weather in St. Louis – um, in between November and March, or as we experienced last year, April, do it. Um, you know, my job is a, is a weird one, um, in that, you know, the Cardinal spring training happens to be in this area. And first, first off, and perhaps most importantly, it's on the East coast. If the Cardinals were in Arizona, probably would be a different ball game because of what I just said, the show would be starting super early. Um, but, uh, you know, Cardinal spring training is down here. We come down here and do the show. And so I'm able to do a show remotely. I realize most people aren't able to do their jobs remotely, although certainly more and more people are able to do it. But even if it's just a week or 10-day vacation to get out of bad weather, and whether it be in St. Louis or somewhere else north, you know, again, it's one of those things I know not everybody can do it in St. Louis insecurity when talking about, you know, the ability to enjoy nice things. You've got to apologize if, if you've worked hard and taken chances and had some semblance of success and you can do things, you know, because somebody will hit you with a hashtag blessed. Um, now, taking all of that off the table, uh, that do it. My my reason for it is is do it because you're going to be happy by getting away Uh, And first off, you'll have something to look forward to, but then secondly, you'll have something that you'll enjoy and it helps split up the winter and the misery of five or six months of sitting in cold, gray, rainy, snowy, icy shit. So there is my official uh, recommendation. So yeah, whether that be going to Scottsdale for the golf tournament or coming down here for spring training, I am... Uh, all for it all right there it is another questions from the audience in the book thank you to james carlton of the carlton state farm insurance agency for being a wonderful sponsor of this fine podcast james carlton at 314-961-4800 that's 314-961-4800 james carlton online at carltoninsurance.net Uh, I switched my insurance to James Carlton because I was so impressed by the thorough attention to detail that he and his staff practice. You won't find anybody else doing it better than James Carlton, and that's why I made the switch. Uh, His number is 314-961-4800. That's 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, make sure you call James Carlton. State Farm, 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Ryan Kelly, the Home loan Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Mike Judy of MikeJudyPresents.com. And also. Johnny Landoff Chevrolet at Highway 270, and the Washington Elizabeth exit. We'll be back with more throughout the course of the week with more podcast questions from the audience, our interviews, and pick six to wrap up the football season. Until then, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.